Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for another episode of the D73 Drive podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Reed, the Director of Instructional Technology for Hawthorne School District 73. Yes, hi, I am Karen Matero, Assistant Superintendent of Innovative Learning, and I think we're getting a little excited about today's podcast and all the things we are finding. I was going to say we get excited whenever we get to the innovation episodes, but then I kind of feel like we get excited every episode. Yes, we do. You may have heard, I don't know, you may have heard a few times from us, or you may have heard a few times just talking to people, listening to the news about this thing called AI. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you, you can't, I don't know, AI, all all innovation. Yeah, maybe it's all innovation. Maybe that's what AI stands yeah, for. Maybe that is what um, But we've got some other examples for you because AI is such a big thing right now, and it's not one of those things that's like a flash in the pan kind of deal like it's here it's here it has been here it hasn't been as much kind of in our in our consciousness as Mm -hmm. educators but it has been here and we kind of were anticipating some of this coming coming and then chat gpt exploded in november it's a change it truly is Mm -hmm. going to be a change technology when certain things change the landscape of what is our world all about Mm -hmm. this is going to be it yeah So we have, and I know we've given a few examples over the weeks of some different ways that you can use AI in the classroom, and we have some other great ones that we want to share with you today during this episode that we think would be really helpful for you, especially for this episode in particular in terms of lesson planning. You know, planning out your lessons, Mm -hmm. gathering resources, ideas for engagement, things like that. Being creative, and we talked mm -hmm. a lot about that from our first episode is like, Teachers, too, building creativity, seeing Mm -hmm. examples of how we can use something like theme and be more creative in designing lessons that will engage and go more deeply into the content with students. Yeah, absolutely. These will do it. Yep. All right, so we're going to break some down for you, and then we will have more for you next time um, as we talk a little bit about creativity and, and you know, kind of working through you know different ways to bring creativity to your classroom, AI artwork, AI audio, like all kinds of stuff like that. We're going to be talking about that in one of our next innovation episodes. But for this one, we're going to focus in on the kind of tools that you would use as you are planning out your lessons and getting mm-hmm. ready for that. So we've talked about ChatGPT. Like that's kind of the obvious one. That right. one's out there. You may have tried it yourself. If not, I recommend trying it. You know, it is it is a really powerful tool and it just keeps getting better and better. I have gotten to the point where I'm using it pretty much every day yes. for both things at work and things at home. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm using it pretty constantly now. What do you it's, use it at home for? I Basically, I'm, I'm using it as kind of like a personal assistant. Like sometimes I will pop, I tried an example of taking our calendar for our family mm-hmm. of like, here's, everybody's got to be here at this time on this day. And what is the best way for me to organize this so that we don't get stressed oh, out? And it will start to give you suggestions. It'll be oh. like, well, you could drop this person off here and then drive here to get this person. And so it'll start to give you suggestions oh. based on that. Or I'll say things like, you know, pretend I'm, let's say I have to submit a letter to get something covered on insurance. Mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, pretend I am a you know, I, I am an insurance, no. well, pretend I'm an insurance company and I have denied this claim. Uh-huh. Um, tell me some things that I could wow. say to get them to reconsider this claim. Oh, and I so did it'll, not it'll spit out a letter it. that you can then send to your insurance. And I'm only you know. thinking recipes and things like that. We've done that too. Because, yeah. You know, we are very excited here about using GPT 
professionally mm-hmm. is helping us, but I need to be thinking more innovatively yeah. about using it for personal things oh, yeah. at home. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And so so we, we know ChatGPT. So taking ChatGPT and making that maybe a little bit more specific for you as a classroom teacher, there is another tool that is like ChatGPT, actually uses ChatGPT as its base. And it is called Perplexity. Mm-hmm. And so if you go to, we'll drop these in the show notes, but if you go to perplexity.ai, basically what Perplexity is, is it is ChatGPT, but it will cite its sources for you. So if you ever try to ask ChatGPT, hey, where'd you get that information? A lot of times it'll be like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a little bit like that student yes. who didn't really do the research, mm-hmm. but tried to you know pawn it off as if they did do the research. Yes. ChatGPT is not very forthcoming with some of that type of stuff. So oftentimes you 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 know even still with the AI, you don't even necessarily know if ChatGPT is always being honest with right. you because as we know, ChatGPT can lie to you. So you kind of have to be careful with some of that. Perplexity is nice because you can search for something, and not only will it give you the answer, give you the information, it'll cite sources for right. you. I think I you just what? you just did a search a few minutes ago. I just sure did. So yeah. I've been playing with perplexity. What I really like about perplexity is we talk to our students about checking sources, right, mm-hmm. and making sure yeah. sources are reliable. And so what it does is I just put in best foods for weight loss, like what are the best foods. So it gave me, just like ChatGPT would, it gave me some information but then under that information it gave where it got those but where it got the information so sources from healthline a magazine from diet doctor a website what else i like about this is each of those sorted those sources that they cited is a full article that i could have my students read so or mm-hmm. if you're more interested in something so perplexity is to me I'm already going to be stop using ChatGPT and start mm-hmm. using Perplexity. Yeah, I just did a quick search. What are the best ways to teach the water cycle? And it gave me a whole list, a bullet point list of there are many ways to teach the water cycle. Some ideas include create a miniature model of the water cycle, making a water cycle poster, conducting experiments, right. diagram or flip book. And then next to each one of these is a little link that I can click and it'll take me to the website where it got that information or it'll give me a citation of that source. I, and I yeah. love the one as we're looking at right now, mm-hmm. harvesting water from fog. Like there's mm. an experiment yeah. added into the water cycle and you can go right to those sources yeah. much better. And it has a list of links underneath that called related. And those links are what are some fun activities to teach the water cycle to elementary school students. So it already anticipated, you know, this is the first time I've put this search into it it doesn't know that I'm asking, mm-hmm. you know, for, I, I just said, what are the best ways to teach the water cycle? It automatically started to assume, oh, elementary students. Mm-hmm. Let me give you examples on how to do that as, for elementary students. For kids, what are some creative ways to do this? So it started to give me some things anticipating what my needs might be based on that question that I asked. So it's really, really cool. And we tool. keep talking about like how we can use centers or stations, mm-hmm. thinking about some of these ideas. This is something that a child may be able to do independently or experiment with. Because mm-hmm. we keep talking about analysis, application, transfer, finding some of these activities that do those mm-hmm. higher order thinking skills. Yeah, I love it. This yeah. is perplexing. If you haven't looked at perplexing, per- Complexity mm-hmm. teachers, you need to check this one out. Yeah. This is a must see. Yeah. 
There's another one. This one is called autoclassmate.io. This one's so that's cool. that's the website. This one is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> right now they have three free tools that are available. They're working on more. And that website also just has a bunch of different blog posts on AI and like how to understand mm-hmm. AI as an educator, how to talk to your students about AI. So it's got a lot of really good resources in there. But the three tools that we think you probably would enjoy most and get the most benefit out of There is one called a Would You Rather Question Generator. (laughs) This one basically helps you create a list. Add excitement, it says. Yeah, instantly add excitement to your classroom. Providing grade and content specific Would You Rather style questions. And so once you go into this, you give it your grade, you give it the topic that you're wanting to learn about, and then you let it choose, or you choose from four options. Do you want absurd and hilarious questions? Do you want funny questions, serious questions? or intellectual questions. And based on that, you can generate a list of questions so that you can use those in your lesson with your students. And we talked about in some of our other episodes where we talk about creativity, Mm -hmm. that oftentimes one of the things that really jumpstarts creativity in a classroom is really kind of offbeat questions. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes weird stuff is what gets the kids thinking, gets the kids talking, and gets them engaged. You know, because if you're a kid, I remember being in the classroom with middle school students, having my own children at home, like, I ask weird stuff. And, like, that gets them talking more than any other. But, yes, this auto classmate, that's one of the options is the would you rather question generator. Another one is the activation and engagement activity generator. And this one gives you, you give it your topic and the grade and what you want your students to learn. And it will produce three activities that will help engage your students and kind of get the, get the lesson started. So that is a really cool tool as well. The one that, I've tried it a couple times now, I think it didn't work the second time, so you may want to, if you're trying any of these, you may want to just try them a couple of different times, because I might not have given it, you know, enough information for this one to work, but the third one that Auto Classmate has is called Lesson Plan and Activity Forecast Tool, and this one is, it said, the description says, this tool will make you feel like you can see the future by predicting outcomes of any activity within your lesson plan, so you can preview class before class. And it'll give you, you know, positive outcomes, negative outcomes. Try mm-hmm. to anticipate what the outcomes would be based on your lesson plan. And basically what you do with that one is you put in your grade level and you copy and paste. You can copy and paste a, a big chunk of your lesson plan and just ask it, all right, help me forecast. Right. What are some What's of the positives? What are some of the negatives that are going to come out of this? Just a, a really great tool. I'm looking at this and going, if I had had this when I was in the classroom, that would have saved me so much time I just my lesson planning. As we get very excited about these tools, you know, you think about a simple thing like would you rather right mm-hmm. and we and I, I we put in some serious and intellectual and they gave some really deep thinking mm-hmm. types of questions yeah. they talk about using these would you rather questions as a brain break yeah. like so you know, or the class is getting a little low energy mm-hmm. these are the type of things like you're saying some really yeah. absurd types of would you rather yeah. i also think about marzano when he you know marzano's classroom instruction that works he always talked about like doing metaphors we tend to do metaphors or comparisons based on like john the character versus susie the character but instead we should be doing comparisons for john versus like a rose like something mm-hmm. completely different how are we comparing and contrasting two very unlike things yeah 
or going the opposite way and comparing a rose to a tulip, comparing and contrasting very close things because that shows how deeply you understand something. So I yeah. look at all of these of going, if I know that and I know what mm-hmm. research says and then I use this tool it can help me do the thinking, right? Absolutely. We know how hard our teachers were. Like this would help. So using yeah. that kind of thing to be able to do it. Absolutely. And can yeah. you imagine somebody already previewing your lesson plan and saying, be careful. Yeah. If you're doing this lesson plan, there's some vocabulary mm-hmm. that might be difficult. Yeah. I think about all the things we talk about. Tier one instruction is about preventing kids from having difficulty with content. This is helping you think about that mm-hmm. and yeah. helping ask those questions. Where can we do a better job so more kids have access to this content? Yeah. Just amazing. What did yeah. you put in? We're, we're in, in my the, office, just so yeah. you know. We have it on a big screen, and we're putting in all kinds of questions and, and looking. So I thought you were talking got, about metaphors to compare yes. two different objects. So I went to the activation and engagement activity generator, mm-hmm. and I said metaphors for comparing two objects. Mm-hmm. And so it gave us a number, it gave three different things, an object compared comparison race okay. and it says divide the class into groups of three or four give each group a collection of common objects such as a stapler pencil paper clip rubber oh, band instruct the students to work together to come up with as many metaphors as possible to compare the objects they've been assigned awesome. for example pencil could be compared to a wand paper clip could be compared to a tiny lasso once the time is up so they have give each group a set amount of time to brainstorm write down their metaphors once go. the time is up have each group take turns reading their metaphors aloud while the other groups try to guess which objects they're describing you guys have got to check this out and i did it's so funny i was looking at activation and engagement activities like the and you said the water cycle mm-hmm. this is the the great evaporation race so yeah. it, they have a race of how they get water to evaporate more quickly. Is yeah. it a sponge? Is it a top? I mean, oh, yeah. think about activities like this yeah. that are engaging kids. And we keep talking about application, transfer, creative thinking, mm-hmm. coming up with their own designs, and fun mm-hmm. and engagement and empowerment. And these have just created a bunch of fun yeah. stuff. I feel like I know the water cycle though. Oh, there you go. Or I could at least teach it. Well, and so here, and now we know because we've been making the podcast a little bit more public. So now we may have some parents that are listening oh or people gosh. in the public. I'm thinking of, you know, sometimes is is dinner time a little tough to get conversation started with your kids? Come up with some of these would you rather questions. Oh gosh, like so throw hard. in a topic and ask your kids at home. It doesn't have to be for teachers. There is all kinds of stuff. You as parents, if you're listening, can use this as well. So, so I yeah. love, love, love auto. Yeah. I know Curie Pad is Pod. Curie Pod yes. is another one that we wanted to talk about. And this one I also saw Lake County Regional Office of Ed yeah. does a tech update or a newsletter. I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. um, how often it goes out, yeah. but I saw it on their Lake County ROE newsletter mm-hmm. and it's Curie Pod, which basically it will create lessons for you. So you can put in any target, any learning target, any standard, and it will create slideshows, mm-hmm. polls, all kinds of activities and lessons. Like I put in one on, I was just playing around with it, motivating students. Like what are some lessons for motivating students? We know what time mm-hmm. of year it is. It's April, we want yeah. to keep keep kids motivated. I did some on like social emotional learning, theme, becoming friends, like any topic just to see what it would generate for yeah. me. And it was pretty amazing being able to use real standards, real targets, and mm-hmm. then it created lessons. Yeah. 
The first example I saw of this, I went to a conference earlier this year, and the CuriePod team was there. Mm-hmm. And so they were kind of demonstrating this in one of the sessions. And the first example I saw a few months ago was creating slides you know, for your right. class that you can share based on, like you're saying, a particular topic. They did, I think theirs was journalistic writing. Oh, and so okay. they just typed in journalistic writing, what grade level, and boom, 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 boom. It spit out all the slides that that teacher would need to use for their lesson. They I do, just... Yeah, they just have a, they have a library. So mm-hmm. you, you so you can all already look yeah, at things are that are there. Mm-hmm. Like I saw a bunch on like growth mindset. Like there were mm-hmm. already slides created on how to make yeah. sure your kids have growth mindset. I saw things on fractions, decimals, exit tickets. Yeah. Learning about emotions. There's a bunch of yeah. things about social, emotional, but there are some already created. You can create your own. Mm-hmm. I, you can add your own slides. Mm-hmm. So like they could give you a skeleton of a slideshow yeah. and you can create your own, put in your own slides, take out what you don't like. So I just typed in my topic. I typed into CuriePod and this is CuriePod.com. Oh, it's C-U-R-I-P-O-D. Dot com. We'll put it in the show notes for you. I typed in as my topic, music during the Civil War for a seventh <laughs> grade class. Music during the Civil War. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. For a seventh grade class. <laughs> and this is actually new since the last one of the last times I looked yeah, at look it. look at this alive. They've added some interactive pieces to it. So it my first slide on here, I can have students join at a website with a PIN number. And the activity is a word cloud. So I give, and it's got a little timer here. So students can give me up to five words word to mm-hmm. respond to the prompt that's on this slide. They've got two minutes to do it, and it's a word cloud activity. So it automatically starts to generate some of those things. And Love I'm looking that. at other slides here, and it's put all this content in for me. Like, I can go in and edit it if I think, right. ah, I've got some better information, or that's not quite right. But like one of the first slides, music during the Civil War was a source of entertainment and comfort. Soldiers often sang songs to pass the time while marching and in mm-hmm. camp. It was used to rally soldiers before battle and celebrate afterwards. I mean, there's a Which lot of, so they talk about drum calls, military bands, songs of the Civil War. And so I have an entire oh, this is just so what twelve slide slideshow with some built-in polls at the I end of it too. That. And again, I can edit if I don't like what it came up with. Mm-hmm. But the background graphics are already on every slide, and they fit with what we're talking about. There's a, a student playing a violin on one of these slides. It is. It's amazing. Just so that you know, too, on every slide, it reminds you to fact check, yes. right? So we want to talk about that, too. Yeah. That because AI is not perfect. I heard you say <laughs> yeah. it, too. Like, if this is something, eh, that's not yeah. quite right. It is not perfect. We can't simply rely on this. But it is what we keep talking about. It's like a jump start. Yeah. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast with Adam Grant and some other college professors, and they were talking about a lot of the, the situations that we find students in, whether it's college students, middle school kids, high school kids, is they have writer's block, yeah. or they don't know how to get started, yeah. or they're not quite sure what it looks like. With AI, here is a sample in the, yeah. like, in 15 seconds. Yep. Here's a sample of what that looks like. Here's an example of what an exemplar looks like. Mm -hmm. Here's a way to get started. Here's Use the introductory Mm -hmm. paragraph. Kids, go ahead. But now you're writing the main building blocks of your writing. So what a kickstart for kids to say, okay, I got this. One of the best reminders of what AI can actually do for us, at least in its current state, was AI doesn't replace the human, AI helps the human. Right. AI has the potential to make the human better. So it, that is always that you still want to check stuff. You want to fact check things because it can get stuff wrong. But as you were saying, it is a tool to be able to take the things that used to take us 
oh hours days. to put together. I mean, days to coming put together. up with mm-hmm. creative lesson right. plans or centers that yeah. are more hands-on, yeah. more application. Now I can see them. Like right you were there. saying, it doesn't replace your creativity as a teacher. Oh my gosh! But this will help you jumpstart some ideas. Whereas maybe I might have generated just myself mm-hmm. would have generated a couple of creative ideas. I can use this, take my own couple of ideas, use AI, have it give me three or four more, and then I can go, oh, I never would have thought of that Uh, one. Maybe there are some students who don't think like me, maybe they would respond better Mm -hmm. to that. So it allows me to kind of enhance my lesson planning Mm -hmm. and creativity to do what's best for my kids. And this is our stage three. So when we talk about understanding by design or thinking backwards or designing lesson plans, We have the same outcome standards goals. We've decided in our guaranteed viable curriculum, these are our outcomes. We've said this is what our priorities are. We've talked about assessments. Like these are our assessments we're using. What we haven't talked about is that art and science of teaching Mm -hmm. and using different resources to help us have kids have access to content and having instructional practices that have kids deeply embedded engaged with the content so these are ways to do it and just so fun and fast so fast well what's not fast is us for this episode we went way over our normal time that we tried to go over we're a little over 20 minutes on this no way but that's fine it's a really good topic sorry everybody it's a really good topic and they'll be fine and they can pause you know if they're driving or or jogging or whatever they you can play this at like 1.25 speed it'll be totally fine we'll sound like chipmunks but it'll be totally fine we got way too Um, excited yeah so Great stuff here. We're going to bring some more stuff to you next time. So in about four or five weeks, when we get to our next Innovate episode, we're going to bring you some more examples of ways that you can use AI to help make your lesson planning and your creativity even better, give you even more options to work with. Innovative classrooms. Innovative classrooms. All innovation Mm -hmm. is AI. That's That's what it stands for. All right. Thank you, everybody, and we will see you back here next week. Thank you.